Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. No matter when, welcome to Stowbray's service of worship for Sunday the 7th of February. I have a number of intimations this morning. Firstly, it is with sadness that I intimate the death of one of our members, John White. John died peacefully earlier this week. Please keep Sheila and all his family in your prayers today and in the weeks ahead. On Sunday the 21st of February, the Guild would normally have played a large part in our worship. And I'm delighted to say that the Guild are intending to do so this year, despite all the challenges of COVID. So, look forward to worship for the 21st of February. At the Kirk Session meeting on Tuesday evening, we presented a number of long service certificates to elders. To Margaret MacLeod for 40 years of service, to Helen McLaughlin for 30 years of service, to Jean Urie for 30 years of service, and the late Hugh Young also completed 30 years of service last year. Thanks be to God for all the faithful service offered in his name. And finally, I have the following citation to read from Clyde Presbytery. Citation in case of readjustment proposals. Intimation is hereby given that at its meeting to be held via Zoom on Tuesday, the 9th day of February 2021 at 7pm, Presbytery will be asked to approve the following deliverance. Presbytery Planning Committee, basis of Union, Paisley Stowbray and Paisley Glenburn. Presbytery 1 notes that the basis of Union between Paisley Glenburn and Paisley Stowbray was approved by both congregations, with Glenburn voting 47 in favour and 7 against, and Stowbray voting 165 in favour, 12 against, and 2 abstentions. 2. Approves the basis of union and agrees to proceed with the union at a date to be determined by Presbytery when the process of registering a new name and charitable status for the United Congregation has been completed by Oscar. 3. Instructs the clerk to send the approved basis of union to the Church of Scotland Law Department, authorising the delegation of assembly to issue a unitary constitution for the United Congregation. Four, instructs the moderator and the clerk in consultation with local parties to make the necessary arrangements for a service of union when all formal legal processes have been duly completed. These are all the intimations. Let us lift up our eyes to gaze on God. Let us hear God's word and receive his peace. With all that we have been, all that we are, and all that we hope to be, let us offer ourselves, wherever we may be, to God in worship and praise. We open our worship with a hymn based on what should be today's reading from Isaiah. It's from Songs of God's People, and it's those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, those who serve the suffering world shall renew their strength. Those who live the risen life shall renew their strength. Those who love the mystery shall renew their strength. Those who die on the march shall renew their strength. 
Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, in your way. Songs of God's People, number 106, Those Who Wait on the Lord. Let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. God of wonder who made the world come into being, who brought light into the darkness, who walked with people thousands of years ago and still walks with us now, thank you for loving us, no matter who we are or where we are. You have created us. You have redeemed us. You strengthen us through the power of your spirit. You love us with a love beyond our imagination, and we love you. We love you, and you love us, and yet we still make mistakes. We still can choose the wrong way or the wrong words. And so we come seeking your forgiveness. Lord God, the Son of God lived on earth to show us his love. The Son of God loves us. And because of his love, healing us and setting us free from sin's guilt and power, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. And hear us now as we pray in the words of Jesus. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We turn now to scripture, and our scripture will once again be read for us by Stephen. Our reading this morning is taken from Mark Chapter 1, reading from verse 29 to 39. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. 
Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand and helped her up. The fever left her and she began to wait in them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and driving out demons. Amen. And may God add his blessing to this reading from his holy word. Thank you, Stephen. Throughout Mark's gospel, there is a real sense of urgency. Today's reading begins as soon as, and I don't know if you've noticed, but one of Mark's favorite words is immediately. So today we hear of Jesus healing Simon's mother-in-law on the Sabbath. And after dark, there's a queue of folks outside the door, all needing Jesus' help. I know from speaking to you that sometimes today it seems as if it's a wee bit harder to access medical help. Because of COVID, we're not always offered a face-to-face -face consultation. We may need to speak on the phone, send photographs, or perhaps of a video consultation, all of which helps to keep us all safe. But because of these restrictions, we can perhaps imagine a bit better the situation that would result if it were announced that such and such a doctor was hosting a drop-in face-to-face clinic at a certain location. Something like news of Jesus the healer being tracked to a certain location after sunset. Think of the crowds who might make their way, hoping for a personal encounter with a medically trained person. For there is a great deal of potential and value in the personal touch when it comes to making a person feel better. As we've heard, Jesus physically touched people and they were healed, according to such stories as this week's Gospel reading. And yet, personal encounter with others went far beyond the physical touch. The spiritual, emotional and social healing that we see taking place was far more important in many ways. And that encounter with Jesus and the divine is still experienced today, as many folks can tell you. Now, in these last months, almost a year, many of us have felt isolated and bereft of physical and social contact with others. And we understand more than we did before just how important personal encounter is for us and the whole of humanity. 
Being in the presence of others is something not to be taken for granted anymore. And we recognize in that real and intentional presence the life-benefiting effects of close contact with people who care, and especially with people who just naturally exude care. And that first part of today's gospel lesson reminds us about the positive contribution we can make on others. Making other people feel valued by meeting them wherever they are in life can make a huge positive impact on welfare and health. So often folk will say, I just needed someone to listen. I just needed to be heard. And this is what we as Christians can do today. We can reach out to folks wherever they are in whatever ways are permitted at the time. And just now that has to be for phone or letter, email or text, Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, Time, eh, or the chance conversation in the supermarket queue. These are the places and the ways that we have of reaching out to others. Now, as more folks are vaccinated and the number of people ill falls, then hopefully it will not be too long before we can meet folks face to face so that we can more easily share the love of Jesus. But no matter what circumstances we're in just now, we can still share the love of Jesus. And very often, as I said, it's by offering a listening ear. So we're going to sing of the folks who need Christ's love and our love in our next hymn. And it's hymn 724. Christ's is the world in which we move. Christ's are the folk we're summoned to love. Christ's is the voice which calls us to care. And Christ is the one who meets us here. Feel for the folk we most avoid, strange or bereaved or never employed, Feel for the women and feel for the men who fear that their living is all in vain. Feel for the parents who've lost their child. Feel for the woman whom men have defiled. Feel for the baby for whom there's no breast and feel for the weary who find no rest. Feel for the lives by life confused, riddled with doubt in loving abused. Feel for the lonely heart, conscious of sin, which longs to be pure, but fears to begin. To the lost, Christ shows his face. To the unloved, he gives his embrace. To those who cry in pain or disgrace, Christ makes with his friends a touching place. Hymn number 724.
Later in the gospel reading, if you like, early the next morning, Jesus goes off to, alone to pray. As we heard, he spent the previous day preaching, teaching, and healing. And now he sets aside time to be alone in prayer. He knows what he must do to care for himself and to stay true to his mission. Modern employers often talk about work-life balance and some even instruct their employees not to engage with work emails outside office hours. And yet for many people, the stress of work and life is becoming almost unendurable and there are rising levels of problems with mental health. During this time of COVID, with so many people working from home, it has become much harder to separate work from home. And for parents juggling homeschooling and work, I suspect that time will be spent with the children during the day. And then, well then, when the children have finally gone to bed, the adults go back to work. Within the church, we're not immune to this. Sometimes we even point out proudly just how busy we are. And many of our office bearers I know are busy people, and I can see when emails are sent, late at night and early in the morning. So can we as a church, as individuals who make up that church, can we try to model a different way of life? A way of life that learns from Jesus' practice of taking time out and making space to be with God. For being a Christian, being part of church, is not only about the fabric of the building, the day-to-day -day finances, and I know that the church cannot function without these tasks being completed. But it's good to remember, and yes, this is from way before my time, the first question in the Shorter Catechism. The question is, what is man's chief end? And the answer, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And remember too, Jesus' answer to the young man who sought to know the most important commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And to do that, we need to set aside time to worship God, to love him with all our hearts, with all our souls and with all our minds. We need to set aside time to come to God in the quiet, to bring to him our prayers and our praise, to bring to him our prayers of thanksgiving and our prayers of concerns. And in that time of quiet, to listen to for his word for us. Now for those who live alone, it might seem easier to find the quiet times. But for some folks though, it's tempting to fill the house with noise, the television, the radio, and then there's the phone ringing, the text or the email pinging. And for folks who share their space with others, well, it can be hard to find some space. The parent with a toddler following them around, banging on the bathroom door. And even just always being in the house together with your partner, as today all our activities are curtailed. Finding space and quiet in a shared house can be challenging. Each one of us, wherever we are, whatever our situations, may well have struggled to find, to make that space and time. 
But no matter how challenging it is, we do need to set aside time. We need to set aside time to be still in the presence of God. And when we do that, we can pour out our worries to him. We can pour out our thanksgivings to him. But more importantly, we can sit and be and our spirit will be filled with the love, the power and the peace of God. So now let's just take that opportunity to sit in the quiet and reflect as Alan plays. Thank you, Alan. Let's come now to God in prayer. Generous God, wherever we are, we gather in thanks and praise for all that we have and all that we are. We come as we are, broken but beloved. In your love, you breathe life. Heal the sick and feed the hungry. 
And so we offer these tokens of money, given in whatever way we can, as a sign of our commitment to your church, your mission, and your call to care for and love all whom we meet in your name. Hear us now, Lord, as we pray for others. God of love, you give power to the faint and strength to the powerless. Many are exhausted, juggling with school at the kitchen table, responding to demands of work or family life. Many are dealing with isolation, joblessness and fear. We pray for the church. Encourage and strengthen our work. Give us all fresh vision, renew our imagination, creativity and wisdom as we look forward to the union with Glenburn. Turn us towards each other in acts of loving service. Then turn us outwards to carry your gospel of healing into the world. Renew our strength and bind up our wounds. Help us to hope in you. God of love, you restore what is broken and you bring together what has been split apart. Today we pray for Myanmar in the aftermath of a military coup. We ask for peace in a dangerous and fragile situation where streets are full of fear. Although our leaders may sometimes fail us, may we trust again that there is a world, a world of possibility where the mistakes of the past can shape a better future. We pray for the folks of Kilmarnock affected by Thursday evening's events and especially for the families of those who have been bereaved. Renew our strength and bind up our wounds. Help us to hope in you. God of love, you defend the voiceless. We pray for the United Kingdom, where society is marred by vast inequalities of life chances, opportunities and money. And where COVID has revealed the vast wealth of some and the struggles of others to just make ends meet. Help us to be alert to the pain of others. May we hear the cries of the powerless and by our words, choices and actions, May we be agents of healing in the world. Renew our strength and bind up our wounds. Help us to hope in you. God of love, we pray for the renewal of our towns so that in them people can live, work, play and find space to breathe. We pray for the social cohesion of our neighbourhoods and we're aware of lost networks of support and care. We pray for charities struggling because of the pandemic. And as we look to the future, may we work to build connection rather than separation and restore the fabric of community. Renew our strength and bind up our wounds. Help us to hope in you. God of love, you heal the brokenhearted and you gather in all who are lost. We pray for all who are mourning the loss of family members or friends, and we offer to you all who are suffering in mind or body. Send your blessing on all who are afraid or alone or hungry, on those whose lives are being destroyed by abuse or violence, 
and in all for whom home is not a safe place. In a moment of silence, Lord, we bring you our prayers. We bring you our prayers, asking for peace and for your healing presence for those in need. Renew our strength and bind up our wounds. Help us to hope in you. God of love, your kindness is everlasting. Surround us with your arms of love. Keep our eyes fixed on you and make us ready to follow where you lead, trusting that you will provide for us today and always. Amen. We close this service of worship with the hymn 352, O oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of his grace. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, he breaks the power of cancelled sin, he sets the prisoner free, his blood can make the foulest clean. His blood availed for me. We sing the hymn 352, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. God of love, your kindness is everlasting. Surround us with your arms of love. Keep our eyes fixed on you and make us ready to follow where you lead, trusting that you will provide for us today and always. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Amen.